0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Risk Cheese Radio podcast. I'm your host, Schmidt, and I'm joined, as always, in your place for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular opinions with my buddy, you guys know him, you love him, Mr. Brodinky. Bro, what's up?
1: Yo, yo. um, Nothing, man. It's a great, great night to be recording here. I just got done with a long day of work and uh, ready to talk some watches. How about you?
0: Uh, yeah, man. It's... Uh... Another long day, Uh, early this morning as I'm sure it was for you, and long night. so taking care of the little ones, but uh, getting together to record a podcast again, finally in person again, so uh, glad to be here.
1: Yeah, um, before we jump into topic, a couple things. First off, uh, I did start watching that show that you sent me, the preview of The Bear that's on FX,
0: it's streaming, I think it's streaming on Hulu. Yeah, is it good?
1: So pretty good, Um, it's Jeremy Allen White, you might know him from Shameless, he plays Lip, okay Lip gallagher and he's he's basically this chef that i guess he's burnt out he used to be the chef de cuisine of some big restaurant they don't say what it was but it's in the it's in the realm of that noma alinea all those famous ones they show him like flashbacks and stuff and and i'll tell you you know i i went down a little a little bit of a A memory trip there because I've been to a lot of the places that they reference mentally in this in this show and everything and and some of the things he gets into. But uh, pretty cool and you know they do show some uh, some technique and stuff and for the most part it's pretty spot on. A couple places I I had a couple criticisms. Um, You know, like if you're gonna, it's a little off topic here, but like if you're gonna braise something, so like basically cook it for a long time in liquid, almost like, like stew. Yeah, yeah, you're not, yeah. you're not going to chop everything up super nice because you don't need it to because by the time you take it's out, it's going to fall apart. Yeah, exactly. It's going to go to mush. So like they show him super nice small dicing these vegetables for this Italian beef braise that he's doing. And like, it doesn't really make sense. Eh, okay, yeah. fine. I can overlook that. And like he has a, a little like trainee and they just show her like chop it away at onions. Like it, as if it takes forever, like you could drive fly through a bag of onions with a sharp knife and like three minutes like a big bag like 40 pound bag of onions just fly right well, you you probably can't
0: i'll yeah, cut my fingers off i, I can't lie I
1: cannot <laughs> the knife skills in the show eh, i've seen better all right so, okay. okay attacking the knife through, the the onion the wrong way I, I wasn't that happy about that but everything else is pretty funny like they use a lot of jargon they use uh a lot of the communication that we do and stuff so it was pretty cool on that and uh yeah, you know he almost plays the same character. He almost plays Lip. Like he almost play. I think this is just his typecast is that he's this sort of uh, not a mess up, but like somebody who has successes and then just has like extreme swings of failure and like self defeat and gotcha. yeah. things like that. So, but a so cool always show. Always on
0: stuff. and then always off. Yeah, at the same I'm. Time. I'm. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm like I, I got like three episodes in while I was uh, meme farming last night. So, <laughs> I like <laughs> it's pretty it. pretty cool show though. Um, well i'll
0: definitely have to give it a give it a, a shot because i saw the preview for it and i was like oh i wonder if this would be something that bro would be interested in so i fired it your way but um you know i'm out of stuff to watch i just finished stranger things so I did too. at least yeah. at least for this first half of the season i think then the new uh the new episodes the comes last like
1: half a week or two
0: yeah it comes out on thing on july 1st so um i'm all caught up up until that point so i'm just ready to to final you know finally put this the show to bed which I've really enjoyed watching, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been very good. I watched some of the other stuff that's come out recently, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, not a huge fan. I think it's kind of bad, uh, but there's a lot of stuff out there that's good. So um, it'll be fun to, to kind of see how that goes.
1: Yeah, definitely. The other cool thing I did want to mention before we hop into things is you sent me something that was really cool earlier that if you go on the Seiko watch USA Instagram yes. page, they have a make your own Seiko five yeah, and apparently that you, you can customize it now mix and match and the designs that get the best votes are going to have a chance at becoming actual Seiko models.
0: Yeah, this is super cool. I don't think I've, I've ever seen a brand do this before. Um, I mean, there's always been kind of brands out there on, on, you know, smaller, you know, stream kind of piece. And now you have kind of a mainstream brand, you know, really taking the helm over this to give, their consumers customization, which as we know has always been the case for Seiko. I mean, they are the king of, of mods and customization. And, uh, and now you're having that opportunity to do it straight from the factory in a way that's cool. And if it's popular enough, it'll become a full fledged piece in the collection, which I think is very cool.
1: Yeah. I can't tell if it's genius in the realm of we're out of ideas, let's farm the fanatics and see what they come up with. Or if it's let's, get some outreach here and give people a hands-on experience. But either way, I'm for it.
0: <laughs> I mean, for me, I just think it's a great it's a great money-making opportunity. I mean, because here's the thing. If you buy a Seiko 5 and you buy just a regular model retail right off the shelf and it's X amount of dollars, if I can spend a little bit more and buy a completely customized version that I want, that I design, I'd much rather do that because then I don't have to mod it. It's already modded for me from Seiko, from the factory, right? this is a way for seiko to take you know it's it's like when you buy all the extra parts on a car at the at the dealership right they put on the new rims they put on the new tires it, they give you the warranty all that stuff i mean it's fresh from the factory more people are likely to do it even if it means spending a little bit more money because you know it's fr- it's oem it's from the factory and it's something that you know, allows you to personalize your stuff without having to go out and, you know, buy a a hand-setting tool and, you know, a a crystal press and like all this other stuff to actually mod the watches yourself, right? So it keeps the money in Seiko's pocket. And I think it's a great idea and it's just easier for the consumer at the end of the day. So it's good. I just
1: had an evil thought. What's that? Well, because people are always asking me when I'm going to get my own watch. I think, I should just make one on this and just have everybody upvote it. And then bang. Seiko will have to make my watch. I mean, it won't have my branding on it, but I'll just make it black, white, and red and say to hell with it.
0: <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. Right. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, I wonder if there's any pink colors that we could do. I haven't played around with the customizer yet. So
1: me either, but it looks awesome. I'm, I'm really stoked to do that. But speaking yeah. of pink, since you brought it up, uh, one last little tidbit on that. Um, I think both uh, Strap Habit and I are a little thrilled with what has taken place. Everybody has shown a lot of support for the little strap effort we put together, and uh, we did raise a pretty good penny there. I believe it has put my total, because he hasn't kicked the entire donation in yet, because he's doing another round of straps, and then he's going to wait till October. But between he and I, we've kind of compared notes, and I think it's got me up over $4,000. And the kicker he is applying for a company match up to a grand. So it's going to put me over five. I'm almost to my last year's goal already.
0: That's amazing. And, and I'll say this. These straps are awesome. They're really, really, really nice. I've never had a strap habit strap before. Um, I, saw, I saw when he... And I, I took kind of bad because he didn't even tell me about it. And he was like, I just see it on Instagram and I'm like, What? He did a strap collab it didn't tell you, boy well dude I don't um, wanna,
1: if, it, if it fails i don't want to be like yo check this out and it sucks <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i don't i mean coming from you and coming from strap habit i mean i know this guy's done uh, he's very highly regarded he's kind of coming up but a lot of people are buying his stuff the straps are phenomenal i think this is one of the best sale cloth straps i've ever had it's very very flexible it's it's really really nice two lengths and i can't hate on that Yeah, two lengths. I mean, I'm rocking the shorty because I got small wrists, but you have the regular size version if you need that. You know, quick change spring bars. Uh, I mean, it it looks amazing and it looks good on every single watch that I've seen. That reinforcement, which is
1: nice. It's not flimsy.
0: It's it's just really, really nice. And I love the fact, and I don't know if this is part of your design process or not. I love the fact that you guys incorporated two colors of pink. You have the lighter shade for the actual material of the strap. And I love the darker kind of, you know, more hot pink um, uh, for the actual reinforcement for the holes on the strap. I think it's such a good idea. It's very simple design aesthetic, but it just looks really, really cool. Um, so I'm happy with my strap. I was probably one of the first people to get it. Cause as soon as I saw it go live, I just ordered it. Um, but, uh, I was very happy to get it. The straps are amazing. So if you have not already ordered it, um, I think you mentioned on the last podcast, he's out of twenties, right? For now in, in, uh, in stainless steel, but he is doing a restock, but he's also doing odd sizes, too. Is that yeah, right? he's going to get some and 21. And,
1: well, because he 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 knows I got, I'm wearing it, the Grand Seiko. He's ah, like, dude, yeah. we got to get it on there. And I'm like, well, it's a 21. And he's like, all right, 19s and 20s is coming, especially because a lot of the vintage, like vintage Datejusts are 19. Yeah. This thing yeah, would absolutely. look great on a vintage Datejust, you know? like.
0: Well, I mean, even still, I mean, like you look at like a First Omega in Space Speedmaster, yeah. like that's a 19 um you know there's some gs's out there that are 19s um my my dive 300. 300 yep yeah it's a 21 so like there's a lot of straps out there that that are gonna be that are gonna be nice to have that 21 millimeter size so um i think that's fantastic i might just have to get another one for my 300 don't tell my wife she doesn't listen to this podcast anyway so it's fine yeah,
1: the I will give him the there? credit though. That that second pink uh, reinforcement was all his idea. We kind of just bounce, we we just casually bounced the ideas back and forth, like over a few days, and just kind of got it done. And
0: pretty pleased. I with, love it, it. with the turnout. So I love it, man. I think it's great. And and uh, the fact that uh, that this is this is not only a good cause for him as a company, but I know he's got personal involvement in this cause uh, with the family members. So I think all around, it's just a great idea. And. It's really, it's really refreshing to see how well the watch community has come together to support something as simple as this. And to me, that's really powerful. And I'm glad that this initiative is is getting people energized and wanting to donate. I mean, it's a very simple thing to do. Donate money with, with your strap purchase. I think that's so easy and uh, you get a great piece of something that you can wear daily. And it looks, it looks absolutely fantastic. So, um, you and Strap Habit, I can't give you guys enough praise. I think it's a great idea what you guys have done, and uh, I look I look forward to getting some more straps. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, we'll see how uh, the restock goes, and you know I'm kind of excited to see where the number ends up at the end of the year. But big thanks to everybody for kicking in or even just helping sh- uh, spread the word. So thanks a lot. Absolutely. Okay, to today's topic. First and foremost, we missed last week. I have to wish you a happy Father's Day as a fellow dad. I know we
0: didn't get to do that
1: because you were away on business, which is even worse. You were traveling in the in the uh, the week of Father's Day. Away from it, is, family. it is what it is. Yeah. I'm almost like that too, even though I'm just going to work. I mean, my family just doesn't see me. <laughs> but yeah. um but it in in honor of that, I mean we we did want to do something dad related as a topic but we don't just want to take the old well what's the dad watch episode i feel like that's been done a bunch of times already yeah, yeah right but i did want to do something dedicated to the dads out there i know a lot of people in our direct network our dads fellow collectors and things the idea of the dad watch has always sort of been i want to say one of three maybe archetypes you have like the okay timex or casio dad right like an iron man easy reader weekender calculator watch very yeah. pragmatic you have date just dad. i know a lot of people who oh my dad had a rolex it's always a date just
0: yeah for right. sure
1: once in a while samara but almost always a date just then you have like rando fashion watch dad who just i didn't i don't know what the difference between gold plating and actual gold is. I I don't know why I thought a real gold watch would be three hundred bucks, but I bought this anyway. You know, that Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought maybe we should put a little respect on dad's name and give him an upgrade in this episode. I like it. Sort of uh exhibit hopping out, right? We heard your dad likes watches. We're gonna pimp his watch. I'm here for it. Right. So Sort of in the idea of getting a watch for dad, and I was thinking about this realistically, not just, well, let's just give him a Submariner, or let's just give him an Explorer 2. I want it to be something that I would actually give somebody who's a dad. Yeah. Right. And thinking about that, I don't want something irreplaceable. So I don't want something limited. I don't want something super expensive. I don't want something that if he damages it, loses it, he's going to feel bad. Man. I'm going to feel bad No, so I wanted to keep it I I came up with an arbitrary number I think I want to keep it under two grand because I think that'll give us an interesting pool to pick from okay
0: all right I'm down so I'm still
1: trying to come up with with picks that are respectable but they'll still enjoy wearing and not have to worry about it too much if that makes
0: sense no for sure I mean uh, look when it comes to watches, I mean, as you said, everyone's going to kind of do their defaults, you know. And when you told me this topic, I was really focusing on doing something that was a little bit off the cuff, you know, some stuff that's interesting to to look at, some stuff that's a little bit unusual, but some stuff that's going to put some respect on dad's name. You know, like this is going to be this is going to be a nice upgrade for him that if he shows up, you know, somewhere with with a group of friends or work colleagues, this is something that probably people are going to ask him about. And I think that that's kind of that's kind of a cool thing. You know, for me, it's all about kind of finding like the Nike Air Monarch of watches for, for the dad, <laughs> right? Like I, I need something that the dad's going to be like, all right, we're going to crush some cans. we are going to mow the grass and we're going to burn. We're going to cook some steaks. Like that's kind of like what I'm looking at. So when you told me about this idea, I was like, yes, I think that this is fantastic uh, in celebration of all dads out there, which I know we have a lot of that listen to this podcast. Um, so let's do it. I'm, I'm ready to go when you are.
1: Yeah, my other kind of thing train of thought here is I think it's kind of common knowledge now that we've sort of, now that we are living longer, our, I don't know how to describe it. Our different periods of life are sort of getting longer. Like I yeah. find, and I don't know if it's just cause I'm going through it and I don't feel old myself, even though I'm about to be 37. Um, Like I feel like the up and coming dads now are like not the same dads when I was growing up that seemed like so much more mature and like reserved. Like,
0: yeah,
1: look, I'm wearing a pink strap. You're wearing a bright orange strap. We're both dads, right? We're not wearing the Casio calculator watch with my pocket protector and my glasses and my Oxford buttoned up all the way. Like I'm wearing a Ninja turtle shirt for God's sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, I feel like because of, I don't know if it's the delayed adolescence or what, like, I just feel like the range of, uh, youthful exuberance has, has widened. And so you're getting a little bit more of the playful dad now, right? I mean, I have two young boys, you have a young daughter. Like I still like to get in there and, you know, mix it up with that. So absolutely,
0: it, absolutely, it's not,
1: I, I don't feel like it's the same as when I was a kid. And maybe it's just a perspective thing. Maybe it's just because I was the little boy and I was looking up at people and I thought they were so much more mature and didn't, you know, want, to be in that same kind of mindset as I was now I'm looking down at them and it's, it's very different. I just, you know, I want to hang out and play, but I think we can come up with some stuff that is not super reserved, but still awesome for the dads we know.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you're right. I think, uh, I think dads overall, I mean, especially generationally, it's, it's just very different. I mean, I look at my, I look at my father as, as a dad and, his style and kind of how he presents himself to the world. And there's so many other people in his his age demographic that are, you know, very much the same way. And, and to you, to you and I, I mean, we're different in age for sure, but we still kind of follow within the same age demographic group. And uh, you're right. I mean, you know, rocking crazy shirts, doing stuff with fun colors, you know, being with the kids, you know, I think dads today are a little bit more hands-on than maybe they were in the past. uh, Just given, you know, you know, Moms at work and do all these things and pulling double duty. So, you know, I'm not afraid to mix it up with the kids and and do what we have to do. So I'm I'm ready.
1: All right. So I guess I'll go first. And I have a couple that I feel like are super right in the wheelhouse and then a couple that are curveballs. So off the bat, I think an easy one that sort of fits into that tough watch that dad's always liked, kind of the gotta – I would definitely go with a Zinn. I think that's an easy pick. Something in the lower ranks, okay. 5.56, 104. I don't think you go wrong with, honestly, any of their models. But something that you know it's tough. You know he's not going to be able to damage it. Plenty of water resistance. He can, you know, garden. He can go on the boat if that's his thing. Right? You could take that thing anywhere. You could throw it on rubber. You can wear it on a bracelet. Get him a nice H-link. You know, he he can wear that. Around the office, he could wear that hanging out with the bros. You know, he's I don't know if he's gonna go golfing or whatever, or just kick back and have some buds. But I think that's a watch that if somebody who is in the know sees, they're gonna go, oh Zinn, this guy knows what he's doing.
0: And if not,
1: you still have that sort of that kind of basic it looks good, I don't know what it is, type of watch, like for the not the person who's not in the know. I don't, yeah. I don't really know how to describe it, but
0: no, I mean, it's just, it's just simple. It's, it's the, it's the ultimate utilitarian timepiece.
1: Exactly. That's, that's more or less what I'm getting at.
0: Yeah. I I mean, it, it just, it looks great. It's going to function. It's going to work really, really well. And it's going to, it's just going to look the part. It's going to be a watch. He's going to put on, it's going to wear faithfully. And it is like, we. I think we've touched on this before in the podcast, but it's just like sometimes, you know, I wish that I was that collector that just had like the same watch and wore it for like 30 years. Yep. Like that to me is kind of like that watch. You know, it's just like you put it on and then like 30 years go by and you're like, yeah, I've been wearing this. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but uh, it is it sin I thing or is it like, I don't know. It just works. And it's like, that's kind of the idea. Like to me, that's a perfect choice
1: yeah i it was one of those watches that it was sort of a no-brainer and it was sort of right down the middle but i figure i would lead off with that this way i can kind of stray from the norm out from here
0: yeah i, I think that that's a good choice and and it's funny because the the first pick that i have um i don't know why it's like it's it's probably not like the best watch for for a dad especially to kind of like upgrade the wrist game a little bit but um, every time I think about it, I think about it as like a dad's watch. And that's something that I know that has a soft spot in your heart. And that's the Hamilton khaki field mechanical. Uh, yep. And specifically the new one that's on the bracelet because it came out with a new reference on a bracelet a few, maybe a year ago or so now. It's a manual wine. So I'm sure that there's going to be some some hesitation about how that would be a nice watch for a dad. But I think, you know, dads in, in many ways are kind of old fashioned minded. There's There's this idea that, You want to do things the old fashioned way because there's a there's a there's a connection there to whatever it is, whether it's driving a manual car, you know, changing, changing your spark plugs, you know, mowing the grass with a with a gas mower, not some fancy electric battery operated one, like just doing things the simple way, the way that they were always intended to be done, I think is kind of something that resonates with dads. Um, And I think, you know, this watch for me is kind of that perfect, that perfect vein. It's very simple, like you mentioned with the Zinn. You know, it's that sterile military. It's like, it looks good, but it's not overly flashy or something that's going to draw attention to you. It's just like, you put it on, you wind it up, it bangs out for 70 hours or 80 hours, whatever the power reserve is, and it just works. And at 500, less than $600, $575 US, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to beat it. You can put it on NATO, you can put it on rubber, you can put it on whatever the hell you want to, and it's just going to continue to work for years and years and years.
1: Yeah, that's a winner all the way around. I've owned one, it's amazing. And I it's a watch I would definitely get again. I, I definitely miss that one. I miss the way it wears a lot and the versatility of it. But I think it's exactly like you said. I think for some reason, as you get older as a guy, you get this attachment to analog. And I think it's sort of just the appreciation for the generations before you of doing all this hard work Figuring the stuff out, putting it together—it's like people who still use vinyl. You know, some people yeah. are just like these audiophiles who are like, "It has to be vinyl. I'm gonna listen with my super fancy headphones and just enjoy the listening experience. And this is the only way to do it." And they look at you with your MP3 player and your your AirPods, and they're like, "Oh my God, you heathen!" You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So
1: they're all about the analog. I, I think it's exactly like you said, manual car all of these things that people still enjoy, even though they're not necessarily technologically advanced anymore. yeah. But at one time they were, they were the top, top of the props. Right. Yeah. But I think it's sort of just our attachment to our previous generation that there's something about it. And I think it's kind of the appreciation for watches in general. And that's what, you know, to harken back to the whole conversation I I had put out there with Shatner, he said the same thing. He's like, it's just this appreciation for the ability to make something this complex. And have it do something so well, like I know we joke about accuracy of watches, and people like to rag on watches that keep outside of like 10 second spec. But yeah, you know, I've I've listened to some very well educated people discuss timekeeping and people watchmakers and such, and they're like, listen, if you're in the right minute, I want you to just think about this on a grand scale. That's a very accurate timekeeping device. And I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. If if it's got you in the right minute. Unless you need to be down to the second, that's an accurate timekeeping device. Like yeah. in the grand scheme of a day, right? How many minutes are in a day? You could be in any other minute, but
0: you're not. And I was like, Yeah, oh, you're, you're right, man. I agree. And, and it's crazy. I mean, not to get not to get on a side tangent, but if we think about the origins of time, like time started as a way to to to, to codify and signify when religious ceremonies would start. You know, you had town clocks and stuff like that. You'd be lucky if they were accurate within thirty minutes, <laughs> an hour you know i mean like we we get all we get all uh uh up in arms when our watches are off by five seconds ten seconds you know watches and clocks back in the day used to be off by hours minutes you know like considerable amounts of time where today it's like you know you're late by half an hour like that's a big deal oh, yeah. you know but if you're if your town clock was was off by half an hour well you know it was kind of in the realm of accurate you know like But that was the thing, right? So it's it's 100% true. Exactly what you're saying. It's like, we take this for granted, but it's like, when you think about a watch and the fact that several hundred components have to work in perfect harmony, perfect synchronicity to give you the accurate second of every minute, of every hour, of every day, of every week, of every year is insane. And that's something that we all take for granted today, but it's 100% true.
1: Also explains why things like perpetual calendars are so expensive. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And definitely don't set one of those incorrectly.
1: No. (laughs) All right. For my second choice, I'm going to go with a complete change up here. Coming in at half my budget, which is quite nice, is uh, the Nevada Depth Master.
0: I knew you were going to put one of these Nevadas on there. I knew it. I you know it's hard. I, not I, I to. purposefully did not do one because I was like, I think bro's going to pick one of these. Well, do you want to
1: hear something funny? I purposely didn't pick a, a Hamilton khaki for the same Did you really? I, I stayed away from it on purpose. Why do we know each
0: other? We know each other too much. <laughs> but so
1: I would go Depth Master, right? Because it gives you sort of a unique K shape. You get that kind of. A f- I don't even know how you describe that sort of Panerai-ish, luminor-ish case. Shape, yeah, they, right?
0: they call it like a mini Panerai. Like, yeah, I don't know times... if that's like the right name for it, but everyone seems to to, to use that universally. So there you go. Yeah, and Panerai. you get
1: some funk. You get the Pac Man dial, right? You can get any assortment of colors and and different loom treatments and stuff on on the new ones. And I mean, it's a badass diver. You can go. I think it's a thousand meters. Yeah. So like, I think
0: what's... we. I... You brought this up before and I had to do a Google search. I was like, there's no way that little thing is a thousand meters. And I think I remember I was checking it and I was like, what? Yeah. And it's really not
1: a bad size. It's not, it's not anywhere near as gigantic as a Panerai, which is great.
0: And the price, the price, and the price, is, the price, is so the
1: price good. can't beat it. So like for a thousand bucks, you know what, if he beats the crap out of it, no harm, no foul. And he gets a unique timepiece with plenty of utility and something that not a lot of people are going to know, but people that in the know are going to say, is that a Panerai? Look closer. Oh no, it's a Nevada. Oh, this guy is like in.
0: Yeah, I, you know, like I want my dad to be in. You know, like, somebody notices that watch is like, dang, like that's a that's a cool watch. Like, I'll, I'll tell you a, a side tangent. I was at a I was at a store uh, in New York City recently that was a watch store, and I remember this this young kid walking in, and he had, and I don't think I've shared this story with you because it just happened. But uh, he had a Mito, but it was the, the 1962 tribute with, the, with the, uh, the decompression scales on the dial. We've talked about it before on the yeah. podcast, yes, we that have. limited edition, right? And I immediately just like eyes just like flung to this. It's watch. very it's unique. Just, it's super unique. And it's just not something that looking at this kid who's, again, probably 19, maybe 21 years old. It's just like you're looking at this and I, I just had to go up to him. I was like, hey, man, I love your watch. Like, why did you choose this one? He's like, I just I found it. A buddy of mine had it. I fell in love with it. He has the black one. I got the blue one. And it's just like it's my favorite watch. I'm like, that is so cool. I love this watch. I've never seen one in person on anybody else. And for you to be rocking it, like I immediately know like you're in deep. Like, that is not. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, That's just not a typical choice, right? So we talked for a little bit, but he, he was very savvy, knew lots of stuff about watches. He was definitely, he was definitely in the watch fam for sure. So um, good dude. But yeah, I was just like, yes, all the yes for that watch.
1: Yeah, and an under-the-radar brand, which is also cool, right? It's not for sure so out there. I mean, the watch is out there, but the, the branding is certainly not.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so on that note, uh, speaking of divers, uh, that was actually going to be my next pick. Uh, I know uh, you're a big Seiko head, and Seiko recently released a, a small trio of timepieces um, that I think would be, you know, in many ways, as I kind of mentioned, you know, the, the, the air monarch of dad watches. Um, just classic divers. Uh, we have the new references, the SPB 313, 315, and subsequently 317. Uh, on brace of these models come in at 1100 U.S., Uh, I think the model on the rubber strap is slightly lower, which I think is great. I mean, regardless at $1,100 us, you're getting a phenomenal timepiece. And, you know, for these being kind of in that prospectsy vein, they're a little bit more elevated in price point than your standard Seiko, but you're getting a fantastic timepiece. All three models are very, very attractive. They look great. It's kind of a little vintage inspired, but still obviously got some modern sensibilities in the design. And I just, I had a chance to see one of these in person at a retailer uh, um, in Dallas that had just received them. So they are shipping now. Um, but uh, the watch is fantastic. I thought it was very, very well built. The bezel action is great, um, at least on the model that I tried. But I really like the watch. And I think this would be a great timepiece for a dad. You know, it's something that, as I mentioned, you can crush some cans with the boys, you can go swimming, you can mow the grass. You can cook up some nice steaks. You can do all the stuff that dads really look forward to doing this time of the year. And that is the perfect watch to do it in.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a familiar design with, not only with regard to Seiko, but just divers in general because of you know the, the history of all the different dive watches, some Mariners, Blanc Ponds, et cetera. Like they've all had that sort of aesthetic that is very familiar. And so I think it sort of gets you the nod in that regard. But you also get some pretty cool provenance with the loose tie to the Captain Willard, right? You get yeah, that that exactly. cool Marlon Brando vibe. I know it's a, a slim Willard, they call it. But
0: it just wears good, man. But that's yeah, even it's, better.
1: It, it's a great case. And, you know, it gives it's you some options. You, you can do the gilt. You can do the white, which is a, a rare dial color for a diver. But I think the black on black is my personal favorite now the interesting part about that and i don't know if anybody else noticed this but i did when i was looking at the renders the artist left the date off of the 317
0: what
1: so go on you can go on the one everybody's got the same pictures it's the one i think hodinky had them last but go on their instagram look up their renders where you can flip through the different ones and at first, I thought, oh, the angle is just not good enough that the date isn't sticking out. And then I looked at where the date is on the white one, and I'm like, no way, the date is just missing.
0: Oh, but it's only on the picture, though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not on the actual watch, but on the render, it's not there. So if you go to their picture, it's the white one, right? Look at where the date is. Uh huh. Go to the gilt, and then go over to the next one. It's not there. Hmm. And I said, oh, maybe it's just perspective. And I flicked back and I'm like, nope, it should definitely this is, show.
0: This is on which which site? Go on Hodinkee's Instagram. Oh, Hodinki's Instagram. Yes, I'm looking on, at their webpage. No, no, not,
1: not their webpage. Go on their Instagram.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Stand by.
1: This is a live tangent here.
0: Live tangent. I love it. Uh, okay. So see.
1: fifth last picture. It's a white Slim Willard.
0: Slim Willard. You see where I'm at? Yeah. Oh, you're right. It's not there.
1: And it's, again, I thought maybe I was crazy. And I was like, oh, it's just a perspective. I flick back. I'm like, nope, nope. That date should definitely be showing there. And it's not Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. Busted. Yeah. It's definitely not there. We should send all of our um, wrist cheese family to that particular picture and just comment with a little cheese. I would love that. I would really, really appreciate that. Just go to this picture and comment with a little cheese. Let's start it off. (laughs) There you go.
1: Nice. In the spirit of cheese, I'm going to go with my next pick. Just kidding. Uh, But it is a watch you can get in yellow. And believe it or not, this is a watch that you actually own. So, perfect dad watch.
0: Uh, Uh I'm going with the
1: Doxa Sub 200.
0: Ah, yes. Good choice. I
1: mean, for the price, how do you beat it?
0: You don't. You That's don't. How...
1: It's a Doxa. It's a diver. It's got everything you want. It, it's a great size. It wears really good. You can throw it on pretty much any strap you could ever imagine. And you still, at the end of the day, could say it's a Doxa. Right? It's, it's the ideal type of go anywhere, do anything, watch. And I, I almost dare to, add to be able to beat this thing to oblivion and make it not work.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly, I mean, you know where my sensibilities lie on this watch. I own it. I mean, I don't have the the. You said the yellow version, right? That's when you were. The, well, what you I'm just about? saying.
1: I was just segueing with, with the yellow version because you were using the cheese icon. But I, that's another oh, thing is you can get him <laughs> You can get him any color you want, even the white yeah. pearl or whatever. Whatever he's into, you know, whatever fits his sort of wardrobe motif or sort of who he is.
0: It's it's a great it's a great watch for sure. I've had the Navy one for a while. It's kind of got the Navy and the vintage Superluminova, but the the Aquamarine is an amazing choice. Shout out to our friend Kelly at On Her Own Time, who's been obsessing about this watch, and I keep telling her just to pull the trigger. It's a fantastic piece. Um, The yellow, the the Diving Star is actually a really, really sharp version in person. I saw it uh, recently in store. It looks amazing. So any of these sub-200s, They're fantastic. And the price point at under $1,000 is just, it's insane. You can rock it on rubber. You can rock it on bracelet. You could throw it on a Tropic. It looks fantastic. Um, And if you get a cool white pearl one and uh, maybe just wait a little bit of time for those strap habit straps to come out in 19 millimeter and throw it on that. Oh, that could
1: look mean. It, It would
0: look hella mean for sure.
1: Yeah. Or you could go with the aquamarine, throw the pink on it and just be super Miami.
0: There you go. I love it. I'm here for it. It's a great so the, choice.
1: The Aqua Marine, to be fair for everybody, first of all, it was out before the Tiffany phase, but it is not anywhere yes. near that. It is very turquoisey, and it's uh, it's it's very different.
0: It's it's great. It's such a good color, and it's one of my personal favorites. I'm constantly torn between that one and some of the other colorways in in the 200 and and the sub 300 uh, category. So I saw the white pearl in person. I'm not gonna lie, man. It looks pretty sweet. So, I don't know,
1: and I do love that they make identical color match straps.
0: yes, they do that. They and do I think
1: that. that that looks especially mean on the uh the carbon models because you get that black to break up the color. yeah, like the aquamarine they... and the professional and that looks so ridiculous, but yeah,
0: yeah i saw I saw the uh, the carbon the carbon aquamarine last week, and oh. Makes you really want to like start checking your bank your your bank statements and yeah, that's a bad mofo right there. Can I can I pull this up? I mean, even 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 the sub sub 300 in steel in the aquamarine is just it's a it's a banger of a watch. So, um, all the doxas, if you don't own one in your collection, you guys know where my sensibilities live. You've been listening to this podcast, go get a doxa, they are fantastic, they're very cool, they're priced reasonably well, and uh, you can order them now in the US. So, uh, if you live anywhere close to New York City. Or close to to a um, watch to Switzerland, which they seem to be popping up everywhere in the U.S. Um, they are the official retailer of Doxa. So you can call them up. They can ship you a watch. There
1: and even the cool stamped vintage models, they're a little pricey, but they're not outrageously expensive. Yeah. You, you can get them, which is nice. Yeah right? For you all the different them. organizations that have stamped oxidiles, which are also pretty cool to look at between the different ones.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, speaking of stuff that's different to look at, um, this is a watch for me. It's something that I want to personally add to my collection. Maybe not this exact reference because um, it's a little bit more than I would probably spend uh, on this type of watch, but I think every dad at some point needs a little bit of bling and they need something that's a little bit snazzy. Yeah. Um, and a couple years ago, we saw the introduction of the TSO PRX, um, in the quartz version, which you know broke the internet for the watches. Everyone's buying them, it was priced so accessible at like around 400 bucks, and it's just a great watch. And then last year, they debuted the Paramedic A versions with the kind of almost tapisserie dials, so kind of very, you know, uh, very royal oakish looking on the dials. Great watch, the bracelet is fantastic. They now feature quick change spring bars. So you can swap them out to straps and Tissot's carrying strap options now and all this stuff. But there's a specific version that they kind of s- sneakily debuted. It's a blue dial with a fluted solid 18 karat uh, gold yes. bezel. This watch is awesome. Very it's on sharp. the higher end of the spectrum um, because it does have that solid gold bezel. It's going to come in at 1850 US. But Even still, this watch with the solid gold bezel is absolutely awesome. I love the way that it's got that classic kind of 80s two-tone vibe to it. it. It just looks good. It looks very, very good. And specifically in contrast to even the standard, you know, PRXs that are out there, they have the smooth bezel. This one adds a little bit of extra pizzazz and i just think it's it's a home run it looks really good
1: and it is 18k gold right
0: it is yeah it's solid 18k 18 karat 18k they have but... yeah they have two versions there's one with like a brown dial um that that is kind of like a chocolatey color and then they subsequently came out with this version which is a blue dial and i think they're more on the the rose goldy tone yep um But either way, it just looks really mean, very like 70s, 80s, like Wall Street banker, especially because the bezel is fluted, like truly fluted. Um, I think it looks fantastic. And uh, it's a a home run. Now, if you cannot spring for the solid gold version, they do make a regular PRX with a gold plated bezel that's in that same kind of two-tone aesthetic. And it is an automatic version. So it's going to have the, the 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 red gold bezel, red gold hands. It's going to have a white kind of tapestry dial. And it's just going to be the standard version, not the solid gold. But if it's me and I had a little bit of extra cash laying around for pops, uh, solid gold is what he'd be rocking.
1: Yeah, it's nice. You get them a little precious metals. And I think if you have a dad that grew up in that era where gold was really popular, 70s-ish, I think that's like a home run for them. Because not only are you going to get a classic look because you're getting – a somewhat Genta-inspired design. You're getting a fluted bezel, which reminds everybody of Rolex for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. And you're getting mm-hmm. precious metals. I, I think it's got connections or at least derivative properties from a lot of different popular watches or popular watch brands. So I think just looking at it from the naked eye of somebody who is not involved, they just see that and they think that looks valuable. Right? Exactly. It looks stylish. It looks like something that someone will wear who's in it to win
0: it yeah and i mean it's crazy is i don't know if you saw this but uh i think it was a clay thompson he had like the 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 gold plated quartz version that he wore after they won because uh, he, he plays for for the golden, for golden state, state. Yeah. yeah so he had the quartz gold plated version of the T- the, the so prx and he was wearing it after they won the game and like everyone was like posting about it that it was like you know some type of like royal oak and all this stuff because they had misspotted it and it turned out to be a quartz gold-plated prx and i was like that is the ultimate watch
1: ultimate humble flex
0: yeah i mean just because it's like it's so cool that everyone thought it was something else and it just so happened to be like this normal watch it's like 600 bucks like to me that was especially because
1: uh steph bought i don't know if he was in that but he steph bought a bunch of them submariners i think
0: Oh, I mean, I know yeah, Draymond I mean,
1: was in it. Iguodala was in it. I don't know if Clay was in that little huddle when they had them all there, but I remember he. They, everybody featured the stupid picture of, of Steph giving a to the other guys. But I know he yeah, bought when I think for his MVP maybe he he bought a bunch of uh I think
0: it's subs for everybody. But I mean that, that would be that would make sense. I guess that would make sense. I don't. I mean, I can't even get one, but you know he can get like forty. I guess. Yeah, but, of you know, course. It's fine. It's fine. So whatever. I'm not salty about it at all. Oh, there you go man Swatch Powermatic 80 18 karat gold blue dial put it on your dad's list it's a banger
1: yeah for sure and you know it's kind of cool in a similar idea of the way you approached your Tiso pick I went with a Seiko pick that even though it is technically a Limited edition. It's it's not very limited. You can find these in department stores. I know a friend who keeps going back to our local Macy's and checking this one out. Um, it is the Seiko SJE073. It is known as the Baby Grand Seiko. It is a baby. I think Baby Snowflake, maybe even. But it's a Seiko Presage. Very basic looking, blue hands. Uh, almost a blizzard dial. Not quite the snowflake dial, but it's it's basically just got the Grand Seiko aesthetic in a Seiko package, more or less. And my friend raves about this thing. He says it's finished well beyond Seiko standards and that he feels like it's uh a, a tremendous deal. And I I think uh, it's somewhere yeah. right around a thousand bucks. But
0: this is think, a sharp looking one. It's watch. a
1: looker all the way around. It's it's kind of standard dimensions and you're getting it looks like
0: it looks like a grand seiko it
1: does it looks a lot like a grand seiko it kind of looks like one of those like run-of-the-mill grand seikos that that you you never you kind of just like glaze over because you're like oh that's a that's a grand seiko and you're like well it's not like one of those special ones it's not the snowflake it's not the whirlpool it's not right 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 one of the seasons it's just one of these models that i've kind of glazed over a bunch of times and not really paid attention to but you come back and you're like oh that's nice that's sort of what it looks like but for a I watch mean, that's well be- below grand seiko price point yeah that's a good thing
0: <laughs> yeah but even the case is finishing kind of the same the same it's got that very angular case design on the yes. lugs it's got you know these very sharp pointed elements on the on the markers and on the hands this this looks like a grand seiko when grand seiko really first started entering into the u.s market about you know 10 15 years ago yep like that's kind of what I what I remember Grand Seiko to look like, and that it's still a very good looking watch. I don't think I've ever seen this watch before. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's it looks a very, fantastic. Very big sleeper. It looks fantastic. Well, I mean, not anymore because you just talked about it. And now everyone's gonna go out and find it. But this is a very handsome looking watch.
1: But yeah, it's been around a minute, and uh yeah, you can get kind of into that aesthetic for a lot less than usual, and also. Seiko's been around a little while. I'm sure dad knows about Seiko. I'm sure they've had some sort of an interaction, whether it be through movies or through friends or whatever it might be. But the even just the sort of the watches that this evokes inspiration from, like the old King Seikos, like those are some yeah. collector favorites. Like people would see this and be like, oh, is that a King Seiko? Or is that a Grand Seiko? Yeah. yeah no, yeah, for but sure. that's still a real good looking watch.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I could not agree more. I this is the first time I've ever seen it. And I'm glad you're showing it to me because I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down. I want to see if I can find one. It's a very handsome watch. Very. This is the the SJE 73
1: And I know not it is confused a confused
0: by not to be confused by 083. No,
1: and I I know it's a it's a quote unquote limited edition, but I feel like it's one of those like twenty thousand piece limited
0: editions. <laughs> yeah, it's li- it's limited by by the markings on the case only, and not actually in in uh, in its uh, its presence in the real world. Right, kind of like the old Omega limited editions. Well, it's one out of twenty thousand. It's like oh okay all right uh, okay. That no, looks really good, man. This is very cool. Yeah, I think so. I
1: think it's a winner all the way around. So I would I think as a dad, I would be both happy to give and receive
0: this one. Looks good. I like it. That's a solid, solid, solid choice. And and for those of you who are listening that are like, hey man, I can't spring for Grand Seiko, go get this watch. It looks fantastic. You know, maybe not even for your dad. Just get it for yourself. The dial is, is awesome. It's like frozen ice. And this is
1: one thing that I do love that Seiko does is there are sneaky models like this where they put Grand Seiko Touches into these watches. Like there's a baby turtle in Kirizuri. There's a a cocktail time with, I can't remember which pattern on it. I know there's one with snowflake pattern. There might even be one similar to my spring pattern, it's sort of like all different brush strokes in different directions. They Mm -hmm. have some wild stuff in the affordable range. They just weasel in there here and there. And I think people, it goes right over their heads because they offer so much. But like, if you stumble into that, like, wow. Like they really do put some crazy effort into something. I mean,
0: I, I, I have clicked on probably a hundred images on this since we, since you've brought it up and I have not found a bad one. I've not found one where this watch looks bad. It looks awesome. The dial is kind of like a silvery white frozen ice texture. I love the little accents of the presage and automatic and blue. You have the blue second hand, which is very old school Grand Seiko, the angular case, the the faceted hour markers in the hands. It it looks awesome. And it even looks like a Grand Seiko bracelet. I mean, it for all intents and purposes, to me, this is a Grand Seiko. Without without the, the high class movement and without the Grand Seiko moniker on the dial. It's a very good looking watch. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna have to go find this. Oh, and it's I guess I guess it's been out since about what 2018, it looks like who didn't yeah, get it's an article about it? That's crazy. That is very, very crazy. Okay. All right. So I think all dads at some point um I think eventually you run into the dad. It's like, I want something nice, but I'm not going to break the bank getting it. Um, and for me, you know, there's a lot of dads out there that, that, that kind of exists in this vein. And it's almost one of those things where if you're going to get them something, like they're never going to buy it for themselves. They're just going to have to bite the bullet and do it for them and give it to them. But you know, like typical dad fashion, they don't want you to go out and spend an arm and a leg to, to get something nice for them. So, uh, I wanted to have something that would kind of satiate that price point as well. And uh, and I came across a really nice new swatch. Um, it's part of the System 51 collection. It is a it's moon called... swatch? <laughs> no, definitely not a moon <laughs> swatch. I wasn't going to be that guy. No. Uh... <laughs> I don't think it's rough Can and tumble it, enough for dad. Yeah, no, 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 no not for sure. Um, but it, it's part of the swatch line, specifically part of the System 51 line. But the, the actual name of the watch is called the Unavoidable. It's a small seconds system 51. So it's fully mechanical. It is automatic winding. What I love about the system 51s, if you guys are not familiar with those, yes, Swatch makes quartz watches. These are mechanical. And what's interesting about the 51 is it's the only watch movement that I know of that is completely assembled by robots as well as regulated by robots. So there's no human intervention in these watches at all. That's how this watch can keep the the price points down, um, but still deliver a very awesome product. And as far as I remember, all System 51s have 80-hour power reserves. Uh, And I think this watch just looks very good. It's very simple. It's classy. um, It's a little bit thicker, you know, because it's got some stuff going on. But uh, I think this is a very cool watch. And with the small seconds, it's a little bit different, you know? It's uh, it's got kind of like a silvery dial. It comes on like a leather strap, but a very, very cool timepiece for sure. The unavoidable system fifty one.
1: Regulated by robots, eh? Yeah. So when the machines take over, this will be what they're wearing.
0: Exactly right.
1: Because <laughs> they'll need when, analog when, time.
0: <laughs> exactly. When Skynet goes live. Yes, this when is Skynet Sky is goes live.
1: This will be the only the only watch left.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I just think it's cool. I mean, I, I think you pulled up a picture of it. What do you I think? I did.
1: No, it's it's definitely got some panache to it. Black markers. Sunbrush dial. Small seconds, which I like. Angular date.
0: I, yeah, it's, I just think it's cool. Like, it just, it looks cool to me.
1: I feel like it's definitely a conversation piece. Like, somebody would see that and be like, well, that's unique.
0: And I think, I think price wins like 220, 230 bucks U.S., like, is it cheap? No, but is it like something it's you expensive, couldn't? Expensive? Also, no. Yeah, exactly. Could you not stretch for that? I mean, there's <laughs> there's some guys who who make bespoke straps that cost more than this. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy. But I just think if for somebody who who wants to get you know somebody in their life or something very special and simple, it's still very cool. That you know isn't a terrible investment. I think this is a very cool option for them.
1: Yeah, and I think it's as, different as far as public perception. I mean, Swatch is a known brand. It's not like right. it's nobody. You know, I think everybody at some point has encountered a Swatch, whether it was in your teen years and you were just buying fun kind of plasticky ones, or you know, there are Swatch collectors out there.
0: Yeah, and some now of these obviously, watches go for a lot of money. Yeah, it's and now obviously, with
1: the with the Moon Swatch, is a whole another breed of people chasing Swatches. So it's just. It's a well-known brand that has sort of a a wide variety of consumers. And, you know, I think you'll be able to at least get a little bit. You'll get the nod. Okay, it's a Swatch nod, right? I mean, I know Mm -hmm. know a lot of people who are pretty big in the industry that are Swatch collectors. They have a collection of, like a sub-collection within their collection of Swatches. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that.
0: Nope, I like it. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't really have too much more. I, I, I had a few that I was just uh I was mulling over, you know. I, I was definitely looking for something in the long jeans realm, but I I always go back to the spirit. I don't know, I guess such a good watch though. Yeah, yeah, it I it really I, is a good watch. I don't think you go wrong. I mean I whenever I think of dads, I always I think of even dads who have like nicer stuff, I always think Brightling. I always think um else there's another obvious one a tag hoyer
0: yeah those are yeah, like the, I mean, dads the that aqua, I the aqua racer is kind of like that's a that's a very ubiquitous yeah, dad, watch.
1: dad watch exactly so <laughs> those are ones i wanted to stay away from but also those are a little more expensive than what i was looking for so sure um, i wanted to you know get dad in in the door without breaking anybody's bank i guess
0: no i'm i'm with you I'm with you. There so I have I have a few more kind of honorable mentions I you don't roll have off. anything that uh, that you that you don't have. Uh so this watch here that I that I wanted to bring up is uh is is it's totally not a watch guys watch. Um but uh there's a buddy of mine that's in a collector group that that I'm a part of and he has this watch and he posted every once in a while. It's Quartz. It's nothing fancy. It's a uh, less than $200 US but it's manufactured by a company called Mr. Jones. And these are just watches that are kind of like silly artistry watches that I think are based in London. But there's one that's called, uh, the name is A Perfectly Useless Afternoon. the actual name of the watch. And it's basically a caricature of a person, a man, sitting in an inner tube, reading a book, floating in a swimming pool. And that is like actually how you read the time. So as you're looking down on this watch, you see the person floating. He's got his, he's got kind of his foot kicked forward, and I believe that's the hour hand. And there's like this like small rubber ducky pool. Yeah, I see that. It's a that becomes the minute hand. It's <laughs> that's really the, funny. It's it's completely hilarious. It's just so silly to me. But it's just kind of like that's what dad should be doing, you know, floating in an inner tube somewhere in a nice, relaxing pool, drinking a beer. And having a completely useless afternoon. I don't know what it is. It's just a it's a quirky watch for me. It totally has dad vibes. And that to me is kind of like I feel like that's the watch that your dad looks all looks forward to all year wearing. You know, it's like, all right, I can finally wear my summer watch. And he pulls out this ridiculous watch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They
1: should let you customize the dad in
0: the tube. That would be cool. That would be so cool, but I just think it's kind of a funny dial. I think it looks hilarious. This is the like just... silly
1: zodiac astrographic.
0: Yeah. It's got the yeah. little floating duck around the outside. I, I just I just think it's hilarious. And every time he post it in our in our like watch collector group, I'm just like, This this I, I need to own this watch just because it's it's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like no, it's I just, get that it's with just this. funny. It's just funny, and it does come in two sizes. There's like a smaller size like it's like 40 or 41. And then there's a a larger size at like 44, 45, Um, two different case, uh, case sizes there. They're both on, you know, Milanese uh, mesh bracelets. It's just a cool looking watch. It's fun. It's not something that's meant to be taken seriously. Um, But I think that this is a cool watch that, that any dad would really kind of geek out about like on a summer cookout or something like that, where they got to, they got to flex their wrist game a little bit. It's certainly something that's going to get, going to get noticed by somebody for sure. Yeah. I'm getting a little Um,
1: Dilbert vibe from it.
0: You know, like it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's very whimsical. It's very stupid, but I, I I really do think it's cool. I really do think it's cool. Um, So there was that one. Uh, Kind of my last real honorable mention, uh, kind of in that same type of price point is the, uh, the new Q Timex GMT. Yeah. Specifically the the all blacked out version on the black, synthetic rubber strap um it hasn't hit the stores yet but it is posted on their website um i cannot wait for this watch i think it's going to be awesome i think it's going to be a great way to get a younger you know new clientele into the world of watches it's a gmt the colorways look sick uh and it's on a you know rubber strap so really really hard not to like this watch it's a really, really great package, and you know, people have have been fawning over the the Q Timex for a long time, myself included. Uh, I think that this version is is probably one of the better looking ones because it's kind of like this stealthy, almost like Night Rider vibes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is I just feel like it's Kit talking to me on a in a watch form, you know, uh, but it's very cool. So Timex, if you're ever listening. Please get this watch out to market as quickly as possible. And please, please, please make these synthetic rubber straps available to purchase separately so that the rest of us with these crazy bracelets that you that we've had in our q Timexes for years can finally wear something different than that. This would be a godsend. So please, if you are listening to this, put those out there so we can buy them. I keep checking. They're not there yet. I would love to be able to purchase this strap for this watch.
1: I would also like to know when the green and black Destro is coming out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, please give us a green and black Destro time xq and just just break the. Just internet. let them have it. Let them just have let it. them have it unabashedly. Just do it. It's and there for we will the take. We'll all flock to it. We will all flock to it. Mic drop. Absolutely. I mean, I'm here for it. Why would I want to go get a Destro? you know rolex gmt when i could buy this thing and it would be so much cooler
1: i can't lie that bracelet the newer bracelet is pretty cool Which has got mean? the the new time xq uh it's got like the two big links down the center
0: oh yeah 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 yeah. 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 They, they've they've done some different ones on some like the specialty models and stuff that they've done over the over the years but i mean i'm really looking forward to that it's like a tropical style like rubber um I think it's probably silicone given, you know, the cost of the watch, but I don't know. I just think it would look really cool. And I know that they have one that's like the standard Q, like on a blue rubber, which I think would be awesome. And I totally want that strap. So please make it, make it available for the rest of us to buy. Somebody's got to be listening to this podcast that matters.
1: I was going to make a snide comment, but yeah, you'll see it in a week. Don't worry about it.
0: It's fine. It's fine. All this stuff that we cover finally comes up again. Yeah, man. um, Last two that I got, Christopher Ward, C65, Dartmouth, kind of like a retro e-diver, under a thousand bucks. And then my all-time favorite kind of vintage e-diver, the Mito Ocean Star Tribute in the aqua blue. And that's it. That's all I got.
1: I think that's a solid list. I think we put together a pretty good little package for dad. Even if it is a little bit after father's day that we had to drop this, thanks to some travel delay, but regardless, I think we did him justice and I think I would be happy with any of these watches on this list. So
0: (laughs) yeah. And and let me just say this. It's never too late to buy your dad something cool. Even if father's day has passed, you say, Hey man, it got late in the mail. It's fine. You think he's gonna care when you give him a cool watch? No, that's right. Dad's gonna love you. Or Dad'll love this. you regardless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we could take this one out. Uh, Schmitty, uh See you next week, I guess.
0: Yes, sir. Next week we'll see you guys. Thanks again for joining in to another episode, episode thirty-six. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.